Galnet News Digest, 28th of September 3307. We read the news, so you don't have to. In this week's news, a darker demon, the magic yellow tour bus, the mystery of the multiple engineers. A darker demon. Newsfeed Vox Galactica has published an article in which it speculates about the level of trust commanders have in the self-proclaimed saviour of humankind from the Thargoids, who styles himself Salvation. With trust in Aegis at an all-time low, those opposed to Salvation's attempts to build an anti-Xeno weapon in the Coronsar system resorted to direct action, with those opposed to the development of a superweapon and its potential risks those who have concerns about Salvation's motives, and those who believe that aggression towards the Thargoids is morally or tactically wrong, banding together in a loose coalition to buy up the weapon parts which were disguised as basic medicines, and to destroy them. Some of the protesters used a Dump the Medicines banner to rally support. It's not clear whether this substantial protest impacted on Salvation's mysterious new weapon, but he seems nonetheless to have successfully wiped out the Thargoid presence in the system, with just a few crashed ships and Thargoid sensors left behind. The article reminds us that Salvation is seeking to replace the tri-superpower agency Aegis as the rallying point for anti-Xeno research, development and combat. But it concludes... With so little known about this mysterious figure, are we replacing the Devil of Aegis with a darker demon? The Magic Yellow Torbus Commanders collecting data to allow Astrogator tours to establish new tourist destinations are being rewarded with ships from Astrogator's parent company, Saud Kruger. With the second tier reached already, these prizes are locked in, and it's just a matter of which commanders will earn them. The top 75% of commanders returning exploration data to Yule Port in Vistanis will be awarded a Class 3 business cabin. The top 50% will get that business cabin and will also be awarded a Class 5 first class cabin. The top 25% will get both cabins plus a dolphin in prestige yellow livery. The top 10% will get the cabins, the dolphin, and will also get an orca in prestige yellow. And the top 10 contributors will get the cabins, the dolphin, the orca, plus a beluga in prestige yellow. Astrogator Tours likes yellow. In addition to all that, there'll be at least a 15% discount on Dolphin, Orca and Beluga liner ships and on luxury passenger cabins and at least 10% off paint jobs for the three ships. Plus, around 50 lucky photographers who have photographed an amazing sight in an uninhabited system containing an Earth-like world will have their names encoded into a tourist beacon at the place they took the picture. There have been stories of commanders selling days' worth of exploration data at Ewell Port without remembering to sign up to the CG first. This is generally considered to be a bad move. So don't forget to take a moment to check your sign up before you repeatedly hit that sell page button. 
The Mystery of the Multiple Engineers Ever since the first engineers began offering their services, they've offered a personal, bespoke service to commanders, tuning their thrusters, buffing their frameshift drives, shaving those last few grams of unnecessary mass from the life support unit. Until recently, they did all this work through a remote GUI. The client remained in the cockpit and selected the desired options, and the modifications were installed automatically and invisibly by efficient and scalable robotic assembly systems. It was, if you like, the drive-through operating model, and the only mystery was why the McFlurry machine was always broken. This all changed earlier this year, when commanders were finally able to get out of their spaceship and to meet the engineers face to face. The engineers hang out in a nook in the hangar, close to where the lifts would be. In fact, it looks as if the lifts are still there, but with a lot of heavy furniture pulled in front of them, so you can't see. The engineers don't want you wandering around the station. If you think about it, it's a little odd that the engineers waiting for you in the exact hangar you land your ship in. These bases are busy places, with ships landing at the dozen or so landing pads every few seconds. The only reason they keep coming here is for engineering ship modifications. And the strange thing is, if you and a friend land at the same, land at the same engineer's base at exactly the same time, each of you will find the engineer waiting for you in your hangar. If you brought 11 friends, Every one of you would have the engineer in your hangar, giving you their undivided attention. How could this possibly be? It's a conundrum, almost on the scale of the Santa Claus conundrum, that baffled science for more than a thousand years, until it was discovered by an insomniac particle physicist that it was actually his parents leaving presents in his stocking. One explanation is that the engineers have access to time travel. Of course, we can all travel through time. If we're patient enough and we wait for a very long time, we can all travel forward to the future. The tricky bit, though, is travelling back in time. And the even trickier bit is knowing what to say to yourself when you bump into yourself at lunch. So... Assuming the engineers are too embarrassed about meeting themselves to travel backwards through time, and quite frankly, who wouldn't be, how can there be 12 copies of the same engineer at once? The two possibilities are A. They're holograms, or B. They're clones. If they're holograms, their images should flicker and stutter slightly, move erratically with their mouth slightly out of sync with their voice, and there should be something of an uncanny valley effect. None of this is visible when you visit an engineer, so the only logical explanation left is that they must be clones. Aha, you say. If you take a clone of an engineer, you don't immediately get another engineer the same age. You get a fetus that you have to gestate for nine months, and then you have to change nappies for a few more years and pay for school and a college education. Depending on the age of your original engineer, you need to wait at least 18 years until your newly cloned engineer is up and running to take on some of the work. How can this temporal anomaly be resolved? It's too far-fetched to imagine that somebody is mind-bogglingly, amazingly prescient and cloned the future engineer at an early age. 
most engineers wouldn't make the grade, and you really wouldn't want 12 copies of all the failed engineers to deal with. That would mean an awful lot of rather sinister occupied escape pods floating around. No, the real solution is far more straightforward. You wait until the engineer is successful, and then clone them. But you send the cloned infant engineers back in time, by whatever age the engineer is. The infants are too young to feel embarrassed at growing up in a class full of copies of themselves. Twelve five-year-old Elvira Martux in a single classroom? Or twelve scowling teenage Todd the Blaster McQuins hanging round on street corners is a pretty terrifying thought, isn't it? Maybe there's a reason there's so many permit-locked systems in the galaxy. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We clone the news so you don't have to. 